Hi you guys, this is Sarah, yes Sarah not Sarah, and welcome to Wraith and Wrath. Wait, what did I just say? No, welcome to Wraith and Wine. (laughs) Wow, did I just forget my own podcast name? Clearly such an amateur. So let's just get right into it. Today I'm going to be sharing stories from the afterlife and these stories come from my paranormal paranormal story story sharing group on facebook this one is from sienna she goes on to say my son passed away 10 years ago he was 18 years old even since then i've opened up a lot about my spiritual growth and the paranormal about a year after his death i wanted to see if i could capture any evidence of him in my home on a digital voice recorder I always felt that my basement was a good place because I was always down there do- because I was always down there doing laundry and that's where he hung out a lot lifting weights and working out. So one morning after my other kids went to school and my husband was sleeping, I placed a recorder in my basement stairwell and waited quietly upstairs in my living room. About 40 minutes later, I retrieved the recorder to review. 20 minutes into the recording i hear clear and strong my son's i hear i hear clear and strong my son's voice saying dad it even had the echo of the stairwell my husband his father was skeptical believer in the paranormal but tolerated it because i had told him things that i had heard from other people and things that I had experienced myself that validated the existence of an afterlife. I wasn't offended my son called for his father. I know it was done because he knew I didn't need the confirmation. His father did. Anyway, after hearing that recording, I shot upstairs to my sleeping husband and woke him up and played him that recording. He couldn't deny it. It was our son. I played that recording to other family members, friends of mine, and my son, who totally agreed it was him. I played it via my car audio system where it was quite clear and loud. I've had several experiences of validation from my son. That was just one of them. Oh, Sienna, thank you so much, and I'm so sorry about your son. This experience again is something that happened to me. When I was 12 years old, me and my mom went to one of our friends' house. We had just moved to America not long ago and we went to spend New Year's Eve with her. She lived in Monroe, Georgia in a historic house. So we had gone to a party and I came home and this was back before DVRs and you know, I don't know if people remember if you're my age maybe, but Disney used to do things for kids at midnight. So it was about 11 p.m. when we got home and my mom went to the guest room to go to bed. Well, her friend also went to her, her bedroom to go to bed for the night. I stayed in the living room because I wanted to catch up on the Disney show that was doing the kids special like New Year's Eve uh, show. So I'm sitting there watching and watching and I start hearing footsteps. 
well I get excited because I'm thinking oh maybe my mom couldn't sleep so she's getting up to watch the Disney channel with me so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I hear the footsteps getting closer getting closer and going around and getting closer I sat there for what felt like forever and I kept hearing these footsteps but my mom wasn't coming and I just I remember getting so scared and I basically just bolted it to the guest room and my mom was asleep her friend was upstairs asleep and I just laid down next to my mom and went to bed with her I didn't even get to finish watching the Disney show because it freaked me out so much and this was one of those old beautiful historic homes in Monroe Georgia and yeah I just I will never forget that This story is from Lisa. She says, My husband and I both grew up in old houses, so we were excited about the opportunity to live in one again. Despite my excitement, when I walked in, I felt as if I were walking on someone's grave. Over the last 122 years, only four families, including mine, had lived in this house. We purchased the house from the son of the last person who lived there. She had done renovations in the late 1950s and was proud of her house. After her death, it sat for years, empty, full of her things, basically a B&B for visiting relatives. Originally, we planned to move in as is with only minor cosmetic updates before, I'm sorry, because we had no, not yet sold our current home. However, the house had a tantrum. It, it was a year of repairs and renovations till we could move in. Ooh. One hot summer night, after we finally moved in, my daughter was playing beautician on me after others had gone to bed. Her door opened, and through a screen of my hair, bows, ribbons, and such, I see bare legs and feet and then the, and the hem of what I thought was two large shirts on one of the younger boys I laughed to myself whoa brother needs a tan he's glowing like the moon the door closes without anyone speaking a word when my daughter crouches behind me and whispers mommy who is that man I am paralyzed I am chilled to the bone literally There are no footsteps, no sound of another door opening or closing, or cracks on the stairs. I mumble one of the older boys had a friend stay over. To my relief, she's she's good with that answer. A few years later, one of the boys moved back after a separation and his daughter stays on alternate weeks. He and I are watching TV when she starts crying. When he comes back, I ask if she had a nightmare. He says he's not sure because it's always the same. The white man opens the door and looks at her. Oh boy. No. That's so creepy. The next day I speak 
to the white man. You're scaring her. I don't know if you mean to, but you need to stop. I'm sure there is another place for you. I hope this helps you find your way. At my first communion and confirmation, I received a cross blessed by the bishop of our diocese. It had... It was then I placed one it was then I placed one on the wall next to the door he likes to visit and the other in the foyer by the front door. I guess he took my advice because he hasn't been he hasn't been here since. Skip forward to today and we're still here. It's home. There have been minor events over the years but all is quiet now. Oh wow, that's an amazing story. This is from Kenny. He says, I've been working at the Arizona Biltmore all week this past week. They've had it shut down during COVID-19. Me and a co-worker were walking through the resort hotel building performing service on the fire risers in the stairwell. There was nobody else in the three floor building. If there was, they would have had to pass us and we saw nobody. The few hours we were working in there. I've always been sensitive to the paranormal ever since I was a kid. The Arizona Biltmore was built in 1929 and I immediately got the feeling of a paranormal presence when walking these grounds. This photo was taken just outside of the second floor stairwell a couple of hours into us working in the building. Keep in mind, the elevators were out of service, so the stairwell is the only way up and down three floors, and there is only one stairwell. I got an eerie feeling and took a quick picture down the hallway, where I didn't see anything with my own eyes, but noticed something when looking at the picture immediately after. At the end of the hallway, there was, there are two hotel rooms and the dead end. Me and my coworker were the only two people in the entire building, and we walked the entire building multiple times. Also, me and my coworker were standing right next to each other. I know this isn't a haunted house, but it's still a very cool and creepy place. And let's see the picture. I know you guys can't see it, but it literally looks like a person at the end of the hallway. Almost like a person with a hat. Either an old-timey hat or a police. That is so creepy. Thank you, Kenny.